you could spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here. And the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. All right, episode 35. Ooh, didn't look that up. I thought we were going to pause there. <laughs> I think that's episode, I think 35. We'll, we'll call okay. it 35 or, thir- yeah, 35. Yeah. That was a little, uh, a little Jim Carrey um, commencement, commencement speech um, that I ended up watching last night that kind of got me in a little better mindset and kind of gave me the motivation to get in a better mind space about all this um to lead with love instead of fear like he said that we're always that i really like that part that um so many of us lead with fear disguised as practicality i feel like that's definitely uh something that a lot of us are doing right now um yeah it's important to be safe and to know what's happening but at the same time how much of it is fear and how much of it or how much of it is fear disguised as practicality so that seemed like a good place to start. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I think... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think as far as COVID's concerned, I don't think I've really been leading with fear. It's hard to say. I'm definitely a practical person, and some of that is fear-based, like even work or anything switching jobs, getting things done, preparing, I'm a preparer, all those things. Some of that's fear-based and some of it is just practical. But I think for COVID, I haven't really, I really just don't watch the news and I'm not, I think, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Like I don't feel fear. I don't even have fear of getting sick. I just don't want to get sick and find out what it's like. That must be nice. Yeah, like, I don't have anxiety about it. I don't, like, it's just more, like, the preparations that you have to go through to, like, go out in our building or our neighborhood to not get sick is what really drags me down. Like, even today, I really wanted to do laundry. Like, we were just out of clothes. really want to do laundry. And the minute you're, like, you should wear your full mask, I was, like, I don't want to do laundry. We can just not wear clothes at this point. I'm over it. Yeah, I just got out of the out of a Twitter hole at that exact moment, uh, reading about some things in the world where things are not going so swimmingly. And um, it was actually um, BC just, or no, Canada's public health experts, including Dr. Theresa Tam, are now fully recommending Canadians wear non-medical face masks in public when they are unsure they will be able to keep distance from others especially indoor settings where you might not be able to keep away. And so it felt like a poorly ventilated laundry room, public laundry room of an apartment building seems like one of those places. So yeah, I just finished reading that and then you're going to go do laundry. Yeah, but I would have wore my regular mask that we used to get in and out of the building. I just didn't want to wear Which protects my... you, which protects them, not you. Yeah, but... I just hate putting on the other one that I used to redo furniture i mean it's a pretty big deal for canada to say say this because they started off saying do not do that and then they went to like well it's suggested if you want and now it's like do it yeah do it but we're not gonna let teachers do it because it might scare kids yeah (laughs) just just, what 
I don't know. It's a lot of mix. That's that's the other reason why I think it's like I just don't get as scared and I'm not as worried because there's so much mixed information. Like one person's like it's fine, the other person's like it's not fine. And I'm like, "Well, I'll just stay in, chill." But I do. I'm an outdoor person. Like uh, we've gone to your parents the last couple couple days and sat in their backyard and that is just lovely. Mm-hmm. getting outside and talking with people I'm just a people person I just like being around people in doses like obviously I need my downtime just like anyone else but I do really I really I I enjoy people I don't there's definitely a personality type that I don't drive with but overall I would say like 90% of people I get along with and enjoy being around yeah you're a pretty social person for sure yeah so, yeah, I'm just really excited for the future. I'm excited to not need a mask to leave my house. I'm excited to walk outside without a mask. And that's because we won't live, like, there won't be a lot of people around, obviously. If I go anywhere where there's people, I would wear a mask. We do here. I wear it all the time. But, yeah, I'm excited for that part. <laughs> I'm just excited to have that bit of freedom. And I'm not afraid of getting sick, really, on a day-to-day yeah, that must be nice. There's a part of me that would go back to work and think I wouldn't get sick, though. Like, I just don't. I'm just like, eh. I feel like I'm going to ask a question that maybe some listeners are like, how, how, do you, how do you not feel scared when you have a child? Like, how, are you, how is that not, yeah, how are you not scared? Well, I just don't, I think it's that positivity. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen to me. I mean, I'll take precautions so that it doesn't, but I don't think I'm going to be someone who gets it. That's good, because if all, all the stuff that we were talking about, and we watched some videos yesterday about kind of manifesting and projecting your reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, I also am always shocked when I get the flu. I'm like, how did this happen? My sister's like, did you get the flu shot? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, well. So maybe you're more oblivious than optimistic. No. I, I was getting the flu shot at one time, though, and I still got the flu one year, so that's why I stopped getting it, because I was like, why dose myself with all the other things although this whole situation has made me rethink my stance on that but I definitely was one of the like why dose myself with mercury and chemicals I can't pronounce when I'm still getting the flu (laughs) like it just didn't seem worth it so I stopped getting it but I also don't know if this is true but I don't mind getting sick I spent a lot of my time my life always having a cold like just years and years I've always had colds I've always been sick and this is no word of a lie I used to be really OCD about being clean I washed my hands all the time I like Lysoled and disinfected everything and I was still always sick and then one year when I was reading about germs and natural flora and fauna in your home and things like that and immune systems I decided to not hyper wash my hands anymore and I found that, yeah, I had a few rough years, but as I just kind of like let myself be and not, you know, showering twice a day and doing all that stuff that probably kills the membrane of your body that protects you too, uh, I find I don't get sick as often. I go through spells for sure. Like I probably have a, like a good three months out of the year when I'm sick still, but that compared to what it used to be like is way better. I'm not saying I can do that for COVID. We're back to hyper washing our hands and you know, being a bit crazy. And then there's a part of me that's worried that that's going to get me sick. It's not COVID I'm worried about. It's the being hyper clean again and not being constantly exposed to different bacteria 
mm-hmm. it's going to weaken my immune system. So that's another reason I want to get out there. I want, I'm not worried about COVID in less populated areas, and I want to get, keep getting exposed to bacteria and try to keep my immune system strong. Well, here's some good news for you on that front. If you do get sick... Um, With what? Like a cold? No, COVID. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scientists from the Korean Centers for Disease Control and Prevention studied 285 COVID-19 survivors who had tested positive for the coronavirus after their illness had apparently resolved. The so-called repositive patients weren't found to have spread any lingering infection, and virus samples collected from them couldn't be grown in culture, indicating that patients were shedding non-infectious or dead virus particles. The findings are a positive sign for regions looking to open up as more patients recover. The emerging evidence from South Korea suggests those who have recovered from COVID-19 present no risk of spreading the coronavirus when physical distancing measures are relaxed. Oh, I like that. That also gives me hope. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but it also gives me hope that if you are still testing positive for a negative form of the virus, that means your body is probably still fighting that negative form as long as there's a good chunk of it for it to, you know, learn from and keep producing antibodies for. So then if you got exposed again and the next version was similar enough, maybe you wouldn't get it. Yeah, maybe. Seriously, I'm like a scientist. Pretty close. (laughs) Big time. Yeah, they're doing more antibody testing now and stuff, so we'll see. See how it pans out. That's why the going back to school thing is so sick. Excuse me, so silly for four weeks where you're just going a couple of days. We just don't know anything yet. Like all this stuff is just like, ah, we think this is a thing right now, but it might not be. And we might be totally wrong. Yeah. Just like the masks, we might two months later be telling you to do the exact opposite of what we said. Um, and they're they're going to look so ridiculous if um, like they send kids back to school and then there's an outbreak. Like, how are you going to justify that? It's well, going to be. Hopefully, they don't kill any teachers, too. I don't know what the average population of teachers is, but it seems it's older. going to be a shitstorm. I, I just want to say that my not being afraid doesn't. also stems from my lifestyle. Like, even before this, I walked to and from work. Like, I would never be on public transit. I'm never in closed in spaces. I can avoid everything. And then. I wouldn't now send my child back to school to be inside. Even if it was just a few people, I wouldn't send him to be inside. We also live right next to a hospital with, you know, all the essential workers. A lot of parents at our school are essential workers. So, like, why not just let their kids go to school if they need to go to school? But then also, I also don't want to get sick. So I just, there's like risky behaviors I'd be avoiding anyway. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I don't have the fear. I don't. Not out there touching things. We haven't even eaten takeout, which... Oh, I'm starting to break. <laughs> it's so hard. Especially now that we're about to leave. Like, I feel like the one of the best takeout areas in Vancouver. I think we're about to leave it. And I just feel like I want to have one hurrah. But then I also don't want to have a last hurrah get sick. And yeah. <laughs> start, start my next chapter ill. No thanks. So... We- kind of a takeout your sister baked us some yeah. uh, brownies yesterday for my birthday drop them off outside and they're not like fully social isolating so even that i like took out of the container and like put the bag away and just like put it on a plate and, but she knows that 
we slash me are so anal about it but she was like i wore gloves and then i put it in an airtight container as soon as it was out of the oven yeah and i still like wanted to put it all away and throw the bag away and stuff and then when i did all that then i forgot to wash my hands at the end <laughs> so it's all for nothing i mean if i was going to trust anyone about their preparedness and cleanliness it would be her because she works in a clinic and she actually knows what she's doing first of all mm-hmm. and then also before all this she was a bleacher so <laughs> she's a disinfector yeah so i yeah i have no fear so thanks myla yeah. that was that delicious, delicious. Um, yeah. Speaking though, if you do get sick, so, uh, in New West, the Royal Columbian Hospital, which apparently is like one of the main places where they take COVID patients, Mm -hmm. just bought two ultraviolet germicidal irradiation irradiation robots that will be used as deep to deep clean and disinfect hot spots in the hospital to kill pathogens, including the SARS-CoV-2. Cool. The robots are used in such areas as the ICO, ICU emitting concentrated ultraviolet light to kill viruses that may linger on surfaces. That's cool. So my immediate question was, where can I get one of these robots? I swear they sell them for your phone. I think yeah, you can buy like, them for your phone. Yeah, those, they, but you have to put it in. It's not like you could walk around the house and like... No, you put it in overnight or something. Yeah. Or but, like a few hours. Yeah. But it's not like... Like that, where you could, oh, like you disinfect your, your whole house. You can house. Google, like, point it at your doorknob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, on the things that are harder to clean, like I think I've used a wipe on my phone quite a few times. Like a couple times, I'm like, hmm, maybe that's why it doesn't swipe as well anymore. And like, it's a new phone. That's not good. I mean, I I think we should get one anyway for phones and keys and things that are harder to clean. I bet. I wonder if they're sold out right now. Probably. Like everything else that has value right now is sold out. Or maybe they'll come up with a new version, because I know the last one we looked at for sure killed bacteria and certain viruses, but who knows if it would have done COVID. I want some testing. <laughs> I want some proof. Yeah. Uh, more crazy news. I, I, I guess this is good news, because somebody else is doing it. Uh, 24,000 people have volunteered to willingly contract COVID in order to accelerate the research process for a vaccine. Hmm. Project's called One Day Sooner. Uh, it's an initiative that is ra- rallying for healthy, low-risk adults to participate in a human challenge trial for developing a vaccine. And 24,000 people from 100 countries have already volunteered. How much do you get paid, do you think? A volunteer. Oh, <laughs> keyword. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, sure, go ahead if you want to. Yeah, they interviewed, like, one young guy, and he's like, yeah, I know the risks. If it goes poorly, it's going to be sad for my family, but someone has to do it. That's a nice guy. And they're only doing, like, I think 25 or 20-year-old to 45-year-olds that don't have any underlying conditions and they're trying to find people who would probably come in contact with it anyways. So I assume like first responders or anything like that. Oh. So that's, you know, less or it's not less risk, but they were already at risk anyways. Oh, and then at the same time, you're building a tiny bit of herd immunity if they survive. Yeah. 
So there's apparently two vaccines, one in the U.S. and one maybe China, that uh, are looking very promising. I wish Canada would do it. I wish it was I think us. they are doing it. Because I feel like we're leaders in a lot of this stuff. Like I, think even, in, I think in Edmonton there's there's some stuff going on. There's yeah. like a leading... I feel like we've invented a lot of really awesome things, but we don't get credit for it. Or we always just get bought out by the Americans and it looks like it was an American invention when really it was us. So it'd be cool if it comes out. Boom. Blame Canada for saving your life. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried where it comes from. As long as we can get some. That's the only That's concern. That's the only reason of, I'd want it to be yeah. Canada. <laughs> it's the only reason you want it in your country is because yeah. then you're going to have it first. Yeah. I want to know more about dogs. Can dogs get it? Can they spread it? Is it on them? I really want them to go to a groomer's. <laughs> I don't want to do it. There's a couple of those cases early, but then there hasn't really been anything else. Yeah, but right. Like if it was a thing, like so many people have yeah. dogs. And like we are not the norm. Like not many people have their dog trained to go on a puppy loop. Like they're walking their dog. But tigers and lions got it. So you think it's not She's that not big cat. of a leap. Not that big of a leap. I know. It's different species. I know. And cats are getting it, aren't they? Hasn't that been in the news? And cats are like, I don't know. I feel like they're another one. Didn't SARS come from cats? It was actually chickens, because I feel like chickens are the big spreader, so. Um, More good news? Should we just stick with good news? This week, BC provincial legislators purchased the Comfort Inn Hotel in Victoria for $18.5 million as a means of sheltering 200 homeless people living in the street. The province is also rehiring laid-off hotel workers to help manage the facility. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I sense doubt in your voice. No, I'm just finding it interesting because that was one of the challenges that they faced before was how to, I guess because social distancing measures are being lax now, was how to so to provide housing and social distance. So that's what happened in Victoria at first was they had to close a bunch of social housing because they couldn't distance. So maybe this will help those people. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And in the U.S., oh, in the U.S., over the course of the last two months, an uh, organization called Love Beyond Walls, a Georgia-based nonprofit, uh, has been setting up dozens of hand-washing stations in areas popularly visited by homeless people. Interesting. wonder if that's happening here. Yeah. So there's, there's some good stuff going on out there. There's lots of good people in the world. We normally hear about the negative. I mean, there's shit people in the world, but we hear mostly about the negative, so... There's great people out there doing great things. Hmm. You got anything you want to talk about? Uh, I think yesterday we, like we talked about intention and living with intention and <clears throat> going down that path. And I, I don't know how, I, I guess I like to express the full spectrum. Like I don't like to go down and be like, this is what I do, rah, 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 because I, we're not every, we're not strong every day. We're not positive every day. Not every day is a good day and that's okay. And you just get back on the path the next day. So I think like even today, I really struggled. I stood up stupid late last night working and then today I was just direct and I really at one point had a moment where I was about to go negative 
but it's nice like just being aware of your intention and like how you want to live your life and what you're trying to put out there really helped me fight through it like I felt really negative and I felt like I was getting pretty grumpy and then I just remembered like it was my choice to stay up late by doing that I accomplished you know I made a crazy deadline and I'm paying for it now but this day is only x hours left it's gonna be over and then I can start again. I can get a better sleep tonight and start again tomorrow and it's going to be okay. And I just kind of made my way through it and just let it go and carried on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hold on to it and really wanted to tell someone off. And then I just realized it's not them, it's me. I'm coming from a place of being tired and angry. And, you know, everybody's struggling on some level. So I just let it go and then I had a fine day. So that was great. Success. Great success. Yeah. I also had a really interesting uh, meeting today. So we work with coaches at work and they bring in, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a pretty great program. And it's one of the reasons I really uh, like, like this is part of my job, but I really like is that they really are investing in their um, managers and people that they're trying to grow into their executive team. And so we all get a coach to help us work. And then we also get like other presenters come in and help us with things. But today was interesting because it was about Zoom and being online and etiquette and things like that. So not only was there a technology side, but it was really interesting because she went through a lot of the emotional tiredness that we're all feeling right now and like why you're feeling so tired on screen, uh, being on screens all the time and like why like having to change the way that we we communicate is making us so tired. So I thought that was really interesting and she gave us tips like you know, for anyone out there who's still doing a lot of video and things like that, like being okay with turning off your video. You can still talk to someone. You can still have an engaging conversation without video. And also because when you're on video, you have to have a listening face and show that you're present. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard when you're basically just having a phone call, right? And when we have phone calls, I don't know about you, but I do a million things and I'm totally paying attention. But like, sometimes I just pace the room it helps me listen it's the weirdest thing like if I can't be like sitting across from someone and fully engaged it's hard for me to listen I like to walk around at the same time mm-hmm. we're like clean and I'm totally listening but yeah I, I thought I found it really interesting and I just hope everyone out there if you're just feeling exhausted by video chatting with people or zoom meetings or if it's work or personal just change it to a conference call it's okay it's okay to say I need some space. I have to take care of me. Let's do it. Yeah. And if you're really struggling, um, maybe we can end on this. Uh, so the kids help help phone line, like mm-hmm. the na- it's a national number that kids can call, um, have been getting like bombarded by adults. Yeah, we're like I don't I don't know what the number is for grown ups, but I know this number from all the commercials and stuff. And it's there there are numbers for adults, but they're kind of like all segmented and and all over the place. So uh, they had so many calls that they launched a texting service specifically for adults and put out a call for volunteers um, who, after screening and training, could provide desperately needed support from their homes. And so they had like thousands of volunteers come in um, basically with the idea of like, if you're focused on somebody else, you can get outside yourself and outside your own head. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they've had thousands of volunteers and they now have a number. So um, if you ever feel like you need that, you can text the word wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S to 741-741.
Interesting. So what are these parents contacting them about? Like, I am going to hit my child or like, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of my child. <laughs> I don't think it's, I think it's more like. I need help. Anxiety. Yeah. Uh, Mental health. Probably some suicidal stuff, thoughts. Oh, that's too bad. So, you know, in Vancouver, and they actually service all of BC, we have the crisis center. And they've actually um, been very busy. Their call volume went way up. Uh, so they're the Crisis Center and Suicide Prevention of BC. And they are a not-for-profit. And they're actually just on Broadway. Um, just past Fraser on Broadway. And, yeah, they have a whole call center. And if you ever need support or someone to talk to, they're always there to talk to. They also um, do workshops on suicide prevention. Or if you know someone in your family or your circle who might be struggling with uh, depression or suicide, they can help provide you with support and give you ideas of like ways to cope or be supportive. So there's always that. I don't have the, I don't have the number. I didn't know this was going to come up, but yeah, crisis center of BC suicide and prevention. So message them or text wellness to seven, four, one, seven, four, one. And crisis center has a call center and I think they do text and they also do online chat for people who maybe don't feel comfortable calling in and their chat services is um, used a lot. Hmm. So so if you need a place to reach out, reach out. And that's, um, what day is it? That's Wednesday. Wednesday. That's Wednesday for you. Hopefully this has been a little more uplifting than some of our past episodes. Yeah. Let's try and focus on the good. As Jim Carrey said, uh, come out of place of love, not fear. Yeah. Okay, night. We love you.